What's up, guys? What's going on, Garage Door guys? We're here. We're out here. We're here. <laughs> We're doing the uh, off-the-track episode, and uh, this is probably a little less formal. Uh, kick back, chill. We're just going to kind of discuss some of the comments and feedback we've gotten and uh, hopefully give some information that uh, we might not have done. I feel like I'm really excited about this new microphone. Why don't you get a little bit closer to it? Well, I, I noticed <laughs> that I was going in and out, but did you hear that? Anyway, this new microphone is legit. I think it sounds great. It's directional, so I don't have to have, like, all that stuff in my face. What about me? You can keep the old one. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Okay. I can't afford two of these. Yeah, me neither. Uh, um, okay, I'm going to start out with one of the questions from... Someone specifically, his name's Eric Craig Baker, and he asked in the, um, let's see what he said. I'm currently going on my third year of owning my garage door business and looking to eventually drop the technician title and actually become the owner slash manager title. My question is, when do you know if it's actually time to become that owner or manager? Also, growing up with dreams and ambition of having a successful business but being taught almost nothing about finances in business where or what is the best thing to do to become better with finances and eventually be that successful business owner? Great questions. Great. So I'll start with the first one. And the first one was, when do you know you're ready to drop the title of technician and go to more of like a business owner or CEO role? Um, I think if you're asking the question, you may be there. I don't know if the finances support that. And so you got to definitely take a look at that and see what that looks like. I don't know how many people work in your business, uh, so it's hard to tell. I'll tell you, I'm four years in. I mean, I just got back from a quote. So, I mean, I'll do whatever. I don't really care. But I, I, I do play more of a CEO role now than I have in the past, and that's recently taken place since I launched the marketing company uh, probably about two and a half months ago. So... For the most part, um, I would say, you know, gauge whether or not financially you can support yourself. Can someone else come in and do the job almost as good as you out in the field without not a lot of drop off to the point where you can focus on growing the company? And there might be a two or three month dip there while you're trying to figure things out. But once you get that grip, I think it'll, it should roll well for you uh, because anytime you're focused on growth 24 seven, I think you're naturally going to grow. And so I, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of that. I went to, as a matter of fact, the, uh, the first person I hired, uh, well, it wasn't the first person. I was like two or three people in and I went to, I went to Waffle House with a friend of mine who successfully had grown and sold a business and this dude's like banking like he's made a ton of money off of this business so I kind of respect him and and his opinion so I asked him if we could meet we met at Waffle House and he told me he said Ryan he said with your skill set you're better off working on your business not in your business and he said when you finally take that leap and make that jump you're gonna see tons of growth 
And that's what I just started doing. That was two years ago. I've been working on that transition ever since. And I have seasons where I'm in the office more, but when the guys need me in the field or we're backed up and we're trying to hit goal and it's going to be hard without me jumping in, I just have, I guess some people say I'm weak or whatever, but I'll just jump in and help out. Um, I think partially my guys appreciate that, that I'm not too good to jump in a truck and run out. Uh, but at the same time, you know, working on the business instead of in the business is probably in your best interest as a leader of the company. Cause you, I mean, you, you might be doing a $300 spring change, but you could be working on a, you know, putting a plan together that's going to grow your business $150,000, $250,000 in the next 12 months. Which one's more important, right? So I'll let you guys decide. The second part of that question, Hannah. Give me to so read it again. Yeah. Actually, Fine. no, 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 I got it. It smiling. was about it was about the finances. Yeah, the finance part. So I think you already pretty much said. Um, Actually, I want to tell a story. Well, we just took on a client, Greg. Um, Greg's out in Connecticut, and um, we just launched his new website, and he just hired us like, I don't know, a week or two, maybe something like that to do some search engine optimization on the site and things like that. So we're, we're doing all the research and uh, about to start implementation. Uh, but what's really cool about Greg is, you know, he, he, his dad owns the business. It's a small family owned operation, but he's actually knew his weaknesses. And instead of hiring somebody for accounting, he's like, you know what? I'll just go take accounting classes. That joker is taking initiative. Like, I love that. So, I mean, I, I just think that that's taking initiative, figuring it out. You know, when you're not doing garage door stuff, maybe you take some night classes on accounting. Figure out what, you know, what net profit is, what gross profit is, how to calculate margin, you know, how to know what to charge for certain things and all of that. I think all of that's important. And I think there's a lot of people in the garage door business that don't even know how to calculate margin or even what margin is maybe. I don't know what margin is. But I do love, I'm a college student, so whenever I go to school, sometimes I see, like, older business owners. I'm in a group project right now with one. He owns a pool company. I think it's awesome. If you don't know what you, if you don't know stuff, go back and educate yourself. Yep. It's never too late. But, yeah, do you want me to touch on this one more time, the finances? No, I mean, I think we're good. Do you have anything to add? Um, No, I think the only thing I have to add is, like, either way, transitioning from technician to owner that's going to be a process. Like either it's not going to be some like one day you're a technician, yeah. one day you're an owner. It's a process. I it's agree. a transition. Like you're going to have to go day by day and it's going to be a, a thing. I mean, even if you start with one day a week in the office and then work your way to two days a week and then three days a week mm-hmm. and really focus on that. I mean, I could tell you, you could probably, you could probably find a couple grand just in, checking invoices from your vendors because I can guarantee you we found multiple bad invoices that were wrong pricing. And, I mean, if you don't have anybody checking that stuff, you're overpaying for stuff. Yeah. And if it's something you can easily learn yourself, why not learn it yourself and why go pay money for someone else to do it for you when you can just learn to do it your own. But. And, by the way, just a little shout-out to my boy. Greg and his dad own uh, Jag and Sons 
overhead door in Connecticut. Great people. If you know anybody who needs garage door service in the uh, North Haven, New Haven, actually West Haven, New, uh, New Haven, give them a shout. One thing that I liked about the podcast with Tommy is that I love that he was so willing to want to help others. And I think it's cool that, you know, he wants to help other businesses in the industry and like he's not intimidated by them. Yeah, I agree. He said he wants to elevate the industry to the next level. I think he's doing that. And I don't think he was doing it to the level he's doing it now. Because after I dropped that podcast, when we dropped that podcast, I got hit with at least a dozen messages within 24 hours. Really? From different people. Some I didn't even know. And they were like, man, like I think people don't realize, you know, they're, they've they been working in their business for five years, whatever. They don't realize there's people working to launch a new location in their area and blow it up and take all their customers. Mm-hmm. Like that's a real thing. <laughs> and I wake up every day knowing that some big company could come in and drop hundreds of thousands of dollars in my backyard and I'm going to be fighting a war. Yeah. So I wake up every day pushing hard to try to make sure that doesn't happen or that I own my backyard. And so when it comes to um, to him and what he did, I think a lot of people are, are, are seeing the fact that they're not running their company to the fullest potential. They're, they're doing just enough. And, to get by, yeah, comfortable. It's not good enough. So I, I love the fact that he built some urgency in people, and uh, and it's it's breathing life into people. They're, mm-hmm. they're getting excited. Like one guy messaged me and told me he's ready to move forward and take the next level, and now he's researching uh, software and uh, changing processes. And I mean, I, I love that. I, anything that, and I messaged Tommy. I was like, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. Your shows already made a huge impact with a lot of different people even if it's built urgency where people are waking up uh feeling that pressure to where they need to push you have to apply pressure yeah diamonds get made from pressure and women love diamonds exactly (laughs) um another thing that he mentioned and i wanted to touch on this because i i'm just curious um he mentioned wanting younger people in the industry is that just to keep it go like what what is cheap no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, but I mean, I what think, do you think? I think there's multiple reasons why you want younger people in the industry. One, they probably do work for less expensive mm-hmm. than someone with 15, 20 years experience. Number yeah. two, they don't come with the bad habits that a lot of older guys have. Um, number three, you can train them from the ground up the way you want them to do things. Mm-hmm. Number four, they're technologically, technologically savvy. He's implementing software and all these things, so they understand all that. It's not going to be a huge learning curve. Um, I mean, there's very little downside to hiring young people. They yeah. can, they're, if they're not married, they're young, they're willing to work. I mean, we got Chase here, right? I'm like, hey, Chase, can you go deliver a door an hour and a half away on Sunday? Sure. <laughs> Chase, hey, uh, we got this customer who needs this on Saturday at 2. Okay. Like, if I ask any of my other guys to do any of that, they're going to be like, eh, no. <laughs> like I got ball games or, you know, yeah. I don't really want to do that. Um, and so it's the young cats coming up like they get they're hungry. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of them that are hungry. And I think millennials get a bad rap, but I've had a lot of success with millennials. 
I think millennials are great. Underrated. <laughs> Super underrated. Super underrated. But he also mentioned that when he was speaking about the um, wanting younger people in the industry, that he knows some people that like their kids don't want to take over the their whatever their business. Right. So why do you feel that is? Do you feel like maybe they're just not interested or like? I don't know. I mean, I think there's a lack of blue collar coming up. Everybody's on Instagram seeing Lamborghinis and whatever, and yeah. that's the dream, right? And anything that's not going to get them there, they're not interested. And so they don't view, they, you know, they see their dad driving a pickup truck and, you know, working hard for their, you mm-hmm. know, $250,000, $300,000 house. And they're like, man, I, I want a $250,000, $300,000 car. My house yeah. is going to be $1.2 million. And so, like, the aspirations are great, right? Like, I really appreciate The work ethic is lacking. But the work ethic's got to match that. And so, I don't know that these guys value uh, $100,000 income as well as they should. Yeah. And and it's the blue-collar industry is only going to pay better the less people there are. That's very true. And so, all these kids coming up are all trying to go white-collar. So, I, you know, to pay somebody to do a garage door... 10, 15 years from now when a lot of these older guys have moved out is going to be probably close to double what it is now, I'm guessing, just mm-hmm. because of the lack of workers and what we're going to have to pay installers. Yeah, that's very true. I could see that. Um, one thing that Tommy said that he thought was important or important. Can you get that one? <laughs> <laughs> one thing Tommy said was important was creating good morale around your company. Why do you think this is? Well, I mean, obviously, I think. <laughs> that was a dumb question. <laughs> this I was softball. Milk, I was milking it. Yeah, it's, it's rough, man. I don't uh, know how to answer this one. Um, so I, I think he did touch a lot on employee satisfaction. Mm-hmm. I think he creates a very team-focused mentality and – I even mentioned when, when someone takes a shot at Tommy on Facebook or his company, these guys like jump in and get defensive, like his employees. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I think that's, that's awesome. I if think anyone ever says anything about you on Facebook, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> the camaraderie is really cool. Right. Yeah. Like I love that. So as a leader, that's what you want. I think, I think it boils down to Tommy's a good leader mm-hmm. and, um, and he's good at casting vision. He's super visionary. Right. Like I knew preparing for this meeting that my most difficult challenge was going to be getting the information out of him that I wanted because he wanted me to call him the night before. And I really didn't want to because I wanted to have a fresh conversation, but I'm glad I did because that joker literally talked for like two hours straight. (laughs) And I didn't ask any questions. He just bounced around from one thing to the next. I mean, if you didn't know any better, you would think he's hopped up on Coke 24 seven. Because He's read 800 books on his Audible. Yeah, so, I, mean. I mean, this Joker's <laughs> high speed, right? Like, he is a freaking Corvette mm-hmm. Z06. Like, he's high octane. Like, this Joker is going. Yeah. And I love that. I love that about him. Um, as an interviewer, like, I got off the phone call with him the night before, and I was like, man, this is going to be the most difficult interview I've ever had in my life. Because I had certain points that I wanted to hit. And you can tell in the interview, I'm like, Tommy, 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 listen to me right now. Yeah, stop. <laughs> and so, but he was good. I mean, I felt it, it, it went well. Yeah. Um, but he, I mean, he's got a vision 
and he knows where he's going, and that's half the battle. And if you know where you're going and you got a vision and you can tell your team passionately, a lot of people are going to jump on board whether you're going off a cliff or not. Mm -hmm. It's just the way it is. And he's doing a good job of casting vision and getting buy-in from his employees. I think so, too. Um, <laughs> it's funny that you said that when you said you couldn't get Tommy. <laughs> because you know what? It, I was thinking that during the podcast. I was like, he has his own podcast. He's probably not used to, like, <laughs> this right. is Tommy's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Even when I listen to his podcast, he's interviewing other people, but he's doing most of the talking. Yeah. <laughs> I could totally see that. Um, I noticed in the beginning of the interview, it says that he does like a lot of stuff for himself, which I think is good as a business owner or just in general. Like he says that he gets up and work out and he drinks a lot of water and stuff like that. How do you feel like, do you think it's important as a business owner, as whatever, to take care of yourself and make sure, you know, you're bettering yourself outside of work? I was really hoping you wouldn't go here. Why? I would say probably the <laughs> biggest area I, th I think there's, I, I've had people explain to me that there's there's the rule of three. Mm -hmm. And you have um, work, sleep, family. What's the other two? I can't remember. It's definitely more than three. <laughs> no, there's five total, I think. And oh. you got to choose three. Um, Probably social, health, health maybe. And uh, like one more thing. And so th they say it's impossible to do all five. Mm -hmm. Great. You have to choose three. Yeah. And so I believe I choose work, family, and um, sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Can't forget to sleep. Yeah. And so uh, I admire people who work out. I tried it. Austin <laughs> and I were going to the gym. You said you tried it. Like three days a week. It was going really well, and then I went on vacation, came back, and I haven't been bit. I haven't been again. It's okay. I so been. I mean, I'm not gonna lie though. Like when we had Asher, my five year old, mm -hmm. you were really confused on who was pregnant because I was gaining weight faster than my wife, and I still haven't lost it, and she looks great. And so I'm 248 pounds, mm -hmm. six one. Now I I'm my body's not built to carry this weight, so I feel it. And every day I drive into the office thinking about how I'm going to squeeze in some type of exercise. And every single day on my way home, I'm feeling guilty because I didn't find the 30 minutes to make that happen. I think you you could just maybe get a something in the office. I could. You should like do a that. So or I something. could use it. Yeah. <laughs> But, but I mean, you it's do really other hard. things to better yourself, though. You read in your spare time. Yeah, I mean, like, I, you do other things. Yeah, but your health is super important, mm -hmm. and I value my health. I just, like yesterday, um, you know, I started at 6 in the morning work, I think. Um, you know, I, I went all day, and my son's game was at 7. I went straight to the ballpark from here, and then I got home at, 8.45, 8.30, took a shower, shaved my head, <laughs> and, you know, spent a little few minutes with the kids, kissed them, prayed with them, tucked them in, told them I love them, talked to my wife until I fall asleep. I mean, that that's it. I mean, and there is there is no break, right? There's yeah. days where I got to eat when I can get it in. This morning, for example, I mean, we had to record this. I got to drive to Winder 
35, 40 minutes away to do a quote at 7 a.m. And, you know, that took almost two hours. And I come back here. Uh, I stopped and grabbed a quick uh, egg, bacon, cheese sandwich and gobbled that down on the way in. And then, you know, get here and start recording. And I got a full day of, I mean, it's just nonstop. Like, but I, I think your body is the one thing, your body and your mind if you want to do this long term, I mean, you got to take care of it. Yeah, I agree. It's hard to do that, though. Like, it definitely takes some. It's the little things. I mean, you start you start little. I think you eat. You try to do your best eating, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good then, to always be realistic, though, because, like, I feel like a lot yeah. of people just try to do too much, and it overwhelms them, and that's why they can't. They say they can't. They don't want right. to do it. Like, me, personally, I don't go to the gym right now. I'm working on it, but. I'll figure it out, but I park further away when I go shopping, so I'll walk further. You know there what you I mean? Go. Small things. It's just the small things. The Surewinder. Surewinder, exactly. That's a great way to keep your your body working longer, especially if you're a tech mm-hmm. or an installer. I mean, yeah. that's small small investment a small for thing. a long term exactly. into your body to where you, you know you don't have to have Worry bad about shoulders when you. Yeah, wander. that's very true. The little Buy a Surewinder. <laughs> um. One thing I noticed is I think it's great that he admits his faults and mistakes. In the interview, he said, I'm the epitome of every worst mistake you can think of. And then he says that the only difference is he doesn't make the same mistake twice. I think that's where him and I are a lot alike. Mm-hmm. So I had somebody that I used to work with uh, make a comment that I um, I have a fail fast mentality. And I commonly tell people that my wife is one of those people who want to think things through. And she'll be like, let me pray about it. Mm-hmm. And and she'll take three, four weeks to make a decision. And it'll be the right decision. Like, she's good at that. Yeah. I will have already tried it three or four times and failed and figured it out within the first five days. Yeah. I'm putting significantly more energy into it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I probably deal with more heartache than she does. But at the same time, we end up at the same result. Mm-hmm. I just probably get there quicker. Yeah, I think that, like in business, you have to be really careful because it's going to be costly, but it's extremely educational. If you learn from it, I think it's it's invaluable. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you do fail, I know this kind of comes off wrong, but I almost enjoy failing. Well, it's a lesson. Well, it's it's okay. I did it's that. You, you can yeah. mark that off and know when you're starting to get close to that, mm-hmm. or know when you're facing a decision you've narrowed down the options because you've already tried all these things. Yeah. I don't actually mind failing at all. I don't either. And I don't think he does either. I think that's good, especially when you're honest about it. You know, like when you're not afraid to say, I've made a mistake, I did this wrong, I did this wrong, but hey, look at me now, I've grown from it. Yeah. But, um, okay, I do want to talk about this because you and him both mentioned that you guys had hired and fired family. He said that was one of his mistakes. What do you think about hiring family? working with family so I'm I'm not a big fan of it um you know Stephanie and I have this conversation sometimes and I'm going to be careful about what I say because I don't want to piss her off um but I think that when it comes to family you know family's always going to want to be treated slightly different than everybody else yeah and you know, I I try to hold myself to the same standard I hold everybody that works for me for. Mm-hmm. But if I give my 
my wife or my mom special treatment, even though they're probably well-deserving and it doesn't have to be fair, I still feel like that's wrong Yeah. for whatever reason. And so uh, I work harder than my team. I work longer than my team and I put more into it and I should, it's my company. Um, and so I, I think I'm not a big fan of hiring family. I mean, just to be honest with you, okay. if it's distant family, I think it's different. Yeah. You know, I hired John, my cousin on, uh, we were in software together. And when I left, he called me and was like, Hey, what are you doing? And I was like slinging garage doors. And he was like, can I come? And I'm like, you're going to leave software to come work for me. He's like, yeah. I'm like, you're nuts, dude. But he came and worked for me and sold doors for me for a while. And it was a critical point in time where I needed to get out of the truck. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was super helpful. But he, um, I told him when I hired him, I was like, look, dude, you're family, but this is work. Like, if you don't do it right, I got to let you go. Mm -hmm. And so if you're super honest and open about it and you have constant communication, then I think it works. But yeah. I think distant family is better than distant family is probably a lot better than like my cousin. closer. Yeah, because I feel like even it's not necessarily that family ex- like wants to be treated differently. It's like an underlying expectation of like being treated differently. Yeah. I couldn't work with my family, moms, dads, even brothers and sisters. I would mm-hmm. say is probably not the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's cool. Evie came up to me last week and she said, "Daddy." which business do you want me to work in when I graduate uh. high school? And I was like, whichever one you want, babe. Uh, and yeah. so uh, I'm excited to have her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's 10 now, but she wants to take over one of my companies. And so, you know, I'm kind of grooming her and teaching her uh, the financial aspect now. Yeah. And uh, hopefully she'll be responsible <laughs> enough to be able to do that. I'm not. So... Maybe she will, but not me. One thing that I noticed that he said is he said, just because you're a good technician does not mean you're a good owner. How do you feel about that? Do you think it's possibly good at both? Uh, it's I'm possible. A, I probably shouldn't have asked you that because you literally just got back from a job. No, it's possible. And you're an owner. It's possible. Um I was an I was a more of a business person who learned the trade, yeah, than a tradesman who's learning business. That's very true. I think it's much more difficult to learn the business uh, than it is to learn the trade. Yeah, just to be honest, I agree from my perspective. I mean, that's coming from somebody who didn't know the name of tools, mm-hmm. who never has fixed anything in his house, maybe other than the toilet once. Um, how to change light bulbs and you know whatever like that's the extent of what I did and and if I tried to fix something I was the guy that typically made it worse but I learned how to repair garage doors really well um and I had one week of training and the rest was me just tinkering with my own garage and uh you know doing things the way I thought were right and it worked so you can be good at both you but you really did come in into it with a whole different, like, mentality than most. Because, like you said, most people know the trade and not the business. But you yeah. knew the business and not the trade. Right. So that is that is a little bit different. I wonder what Tommy knew first. Did, do you know? I think it sounds like he kind of 
was learning both at the same time. But yeah. I mean, I think some people have it. You know, he went to college, so he probably had the business. Oh, well, he side said first. he went back to to study business in yeah. the interview. So yeah, he definitely learned yeah. the business side. Well, dang. So he's a businessman that that learned the trade. Yeah. Either, I don't remember in the interview if he said that he went back to learn it or what, I but something. I mean, honestly, if you're a business person, I think there's a variety of businesses you could choose to start. Mm-hmm. Like I was looking at starting three or four different businesses, one being a marketing company, garage door company. Some are very different, even a software company. I chose the garage door company because I felt like it was something I had never done before. It would have been a challenge. It was going to be fun. Uh, the startup cost was a little bit less than everything else. And um, I don't know. I like the idea of driving around in a pickup truck and getting grease on my hands. You're such a liar. No, I'm dead serious. You you want to drive in a, you want a Tesla to drive you. Now, <laughs> now, yes. But I'm not a technician anymore. Yeah. I do sales on new doors sometimes, but not very often. No, I, I know. You said before, like, you like... going out there and getting dirty, especially because I feel like the technicians appreciate it too, to like see you do the same things that they have to do every day, you know? But anyway. You got anything else? Not off the top of my head. Do you have anything we can, do you you have anything, Adrian? Cool. Overall, I think it was a great show. I'm, I'm getting a lot of feedback from people, mostly just being impatient. Like they're wanting more. Yeah. which is super exciting <laughs> and I'm brainstorming how we might be able to do that. But right now I think we're at the full capacity. Um, so we're going to continue to do off the track every other week. We're going to try to keep those around 30 minutes. We're going to have the interviews every other week. We're about to record um, a really cool podcast. I'm not going to say anything about it other than the fact that it's going to be unique. It's going to be different and we're going to have more than one person on the show. Da, da, da. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> anyway, so I I'm I want to give a huge shout out to Tommy. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for sharing it. And uh we really appreciate what you're doing for the industry by motivating people and um challenging the status quo and uh promoting running your business the right way. One other statement real quick. Mm-hmm. I, I told my wife this the other day. I said, you know what? I think I went into the garage door industry because I felt like I had a little bit of a one up on some people because I had the business mind and I could learn to trade. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think if I were to start another business, I would probably go into an industry where everybody was super business savvy. Really? Yeah. Because here's the challenge that we have. Not a lot of people like, I think most garage door companies don't price their products right because mm-hmm. they aren't good business people. Yeah. They don't know how to genuinely sell product at a higher price point. They don't know margin selling. They don't know like they, they don't know how to manage their books properly. So so they end up undercutting to get the get the win. They yeah. they have to sell cheaper just to compete. And um that drives the market down and makes it tough for everybody. So I think if I were to start another business I would go into a business. I thought it was an advantage, but I'm learning that going into uh, an industry where there's a lot of tradesmen and not a ton of business people uh, would might be a little bit of a disadvantage for me. 
Really? So I would prefer to compete with people who understand value and um, value their time and their, mm. and their business and the services they provide. Because if they do, they charge more for it. And then we're all making money rather than it being a race to the bottom price wise. Yeah. Who's making the most? So anyway, listen, if you guys need marketing to keep up with A1 Garage Doors, because they're probably coming to your town, don't hesitate to contact us at such and such media, because that's what we do. We do SEO. We do website design. Uh, we're working on a new project where we're doing voice search optimization. And so we're doing some testing with that. Uh, we can do pay-per-click, mobile optimization, you name it. If it's marketing, we can do it. I can even provide some uh, consulting services on the business side. Let's say you are a great tradesman and you need some help on the business side. Uh, instead of hiring a CEO, be the CEO. Call me. We can schedule some time to spend together. I can uh, walk you through the business side, teach you, train you, whatever. We even offer services where you can fly into Atlanta, observe our business, and learn from us. Uh, contact us for more details. You can reach us at uh, garagedoormarketing.co. That's garagedoormarketing.co. Also, huge shout out to our sponsors. We got Surewinder. By the way, take care of your body. Take care of your shoulder. Surewinder will keep you in the game, so make sure you reach out to them and purchase one of those. And then last but not least, uh, somerusa.com. Somer builds an opener where the rail's in the box. You save space. It's got tons of functionality um, and lots of customization. I love their products. Highly recommend you guys check them out. Don't just be stuck in your ways. Research and challenge other things. And uh, this is what makes you great. So call Somer. Check them out. They're running some specials. Make sure you let them know that you found out about them through Torsion Talk. Have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you soon.